Blog Talk Radio. talking and uh, the mute was on. Whoa. Nothing but professionalism around you, folks, I tell you. Hey, this is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, um, albeit a little absent-minded tonight, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm sure I'm glad you found the uh, podcast, you know, out of the millions and millions out there right now. Uh, returning listeners, welcome and all that. And uh, you guys rock. And new listeners, welcome equally. I am super excited tonight. We've got a fantastic Americana act on um, a band. They, they are just, I really, really dig, and a lot of people may not realize this. You know, they see my hair, and, you know, people kind of judge sometimes, and they're like, that cat's into Americana. Absolutely, I'm into Americana. Um, roots rock music. I, I love it all, and I, I think that there's just something that resonates in the uh, in the zeitgeist, the popular culture, uh, with it. I mean, heck, everybody in this country, if you go back a couple generations, um, you know, was working on a farm, um, or you know, knew someone who was relatives probably were uh, bailing hay, uh, you know, and not this time of year, but uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> freezing ice storms and the whatnot, you know, uh, it, it happened in most parts of the country. Hey, real quick, that reminds me, before we get started, um, I'm seeing all the storm footage and whatnot from our friends out west. Um, guys, if you are listening to this podcast, I hope all the hatches are battened down and, um, you know, you got dry socks by the stove there. Uh, you know, be safe and, um, you know, just, just be smart, man. Be smart. And remember, in flooding situations, a lot of people tend to want to go into their attic. And that's not necessarily the uh, the smartest move because once you're up there, you're kind of trapped. If you do wind up going up, I don't know, bring a, bring a circular thought or some way to get out on the roof if you have to, you know. Uh, but just be smart, you know, and remember your pets and whatnot as well. And so, yeah, so we were talking, uh, our guest today, uh, Ten Penny Gypsy. What a fantastic, fantastic band. And I, I want to welcome Justin and Laura Lynn. Uh, from Ten Penny Gypsy, guys, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on. Hey, thanks so much, Jamie. We're we're just grateful to be here. Yeah, Jamie, thanks a lot. We're excited. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you guys are in. Uh, we were talking a little bit before uh, before the show. You guys are in the Arkansas area, uh, Greater Little Rock uh, neck of the woods and whatnot. Um, except you, Justin, you're out in Mountain Dew. You were saying. I didn't even know no, it was actually, such a place. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I'm I'm here. Uh, we were talking about <clears throat> the third member of our band named Buddy oh, Hayes, I, who is not with gotcha. us right now. He lives out in a place called Mountain View, and that is realistic. That's all you can see. I mean, it is way out there. He's supposed to call wow. in the show tonight. We hope he does because he was a big part of our song. Oh, well, fantastic, fantastic. You know, it's, um, maybe maybe that isolation 
uh, you know, when he was a youngster, uh, kept him focused on his guitar playing. I understand and can tell he is a, from listening to your music, watching your videos, uh, what a, uh, what a, what a fantastic performer, you know, man. Let me ask you two, um, were you guys always like the music kids growing up? You know, you, you knew that Americana slash country stars or what was in your future? Was that the plan? I don't know that country was on my radar yet, but I grew up singing in a quartet with my brothers, a gospel quartet, growing up singing in church nice. from the four years old, singing Mommy Told Me Something a Little Girl Should Know on that church stage. <laughs> Just stories <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, my dad, my dad raised me on Old Merle Haggard, and I can remember lip syncing when I was a boy to Old Merle Haggard records in my my folks got me a guitar at six years old, but then I got caught up when I was a teenager. I discovered the folk singer-songwriters, the James Taylors, the the, the Jackson Browns, mm. the Gordon Foots, and that really affected my songwriting going forward from that point on. That's fantastic. I, um, you know, growing up, I, I was never. I really loved music. My my father had music on all the time, and. Um, so I was aware of it, and I'm an old man. I'm an old man. I was a youngster um, in the 70s, and I remember there was a uh, – well, with all that type of uh, music and whatnot, it, it kind of became a little mainstream there for a minute in the 70s, I think, with all the movies, Smokey and the Bandit and um, trucker culture and whatnot that was going. Yeah. Everybody had a CD, and um, that kind of spilt over a little bit. And, I, you know, I was, I was aware of that type of music, but it wasn't until that first heartbreak, and I was moping around the house, long-faced and hurt, and uh, I think I was 14 at the time, you know, one of those real mean ones when you're 14, you know, you don't know the world or anything, and um, really I was quite, right. let's say again? I said, that really hurts. You wouldn't think at that young of an age we could feel oh, that intense. Oh, man. There's nothing hands. worse. But I was so sure and so positive no one could possibly have felt the way I was feeling at the time. And uh, my father could tell. And he said, okay, I'm going to introduce you to a friend at this point in your, your life uh, that you're going to – there is somebody who understands. And he got out the, uh, you know, the, the big box of albums and um, put on some Hank Williams Sr. <laughs> yeah, Hank got it. He, he understood. And at that point, uh, it really opened my, uh, my mind, I should say, uh, not just my eyes and ears, but my mind of different types of music and this, this universal resonance that, that a good song, despite the genre, instead of the, it doesn't matter. If it's a good song, it's a good song, you know? Very much like the one we're going to play by you guys uh, here a little later in the show, The River and Me. That's a good song. And, you know, I'm, I'm not. You. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I'm not a big shot in the music business or anything. I'm just a, a painter with a podcast, but I know good work when I when I see or hear it. And that is, that's a good song. <laughs> um, that's amazing. <laughs> So how did you two meet? Were you guys playing in different bands or uh, Justin wandered into the church and you were singing with the choir? What happened? 
What was well, have to, what was the Ten Penny Gypsy book. story? Say again. Yeah. I have to admit I haven't sung in the church in a lot of years, so no, it wasn't mm. the church houses. <laughs> and I Justin actually tells the story, or it's funny. It's funnier to hear it from your perspective and you know see it through your eyes. <laughs> yeah, we were at a uh, songwriter showcase in Hot Springs, Arkansas. This has been about ten years ago or so, and we uh, we didn't know each other at the time. But you know, they always have like a green room. You know, they have a green room mm. with, with food and potluck and stuff like that. And there was a deck outside that everybody went to. You know, once they went to the food line, and I was sitting out yeah. there eating my food, and I saw Laura come through with her plate of food, and she promptly sat down in a lawn chair, and it gave way with her, and food went all over the place. Oh, and man. I thought it was the most freaking beautiful mess I had ever seen in my life. <laughs> he was smitten. He was smitten. One way. <laughs> so it just so happened that at, at, at that showcase, uh, a mutual friend put us behind the same microphone singing harmony on one of her songs. And uh, that's kind of how it started us uh, kind of coming together on the music front. Nice. Nice. Well, that's, that's you know, in the river in me, which like I said, we're going to play in a little while, but uh, there's some fantastic um, harmonization in that. And uh, harmonization, is that even a word? I don't know. But you guys know what I mean. Um, it is. It's, it's just, yeah, it, it's really good, and it's it's one of those. I'm I'm friends with. I mean, I have all kinds of friends. I, I don't judge people. I, I wouldn't have any friends if I did. But um, there's one particular friend I know. He's, he lives in Sweden, and he's a a, a DJ, an electronic music DJ, and and he's had a, a bunch of big hits. And we were kind of BSing. He wasn't on the show at the time, but. Um, uh, when we were having this conversation, we were just kind of talking, and I said, man, what is it in the water over there or something? What do you just roll out of bed and decide to write a hit? And he says, look, he goes, the secret is, he goes, no matter what kind of music you're doing, if you can sing it around a campfire with some friends, that's a good song. <laughs> that's a good hit. That's a pr- you're in the direction of a good hit. And I can see this, you know. I, I, and I, I remember that, and I think about that when I listen to the music. Yeah, you know, when the first time I heard River and Me, I was like, yeah, that's a good song. I can I can see that. That's when you guys play this. I bet the crowd joins in, you know? It's it's one of it's infectious. Well, yeah, we appreciate that very much and it's a great story because that song was basically written in one night and we wow. have to give we have to give Buddy Case much credit because he brought kind of the shell of the song. It was his idea. And you know, Buddy was named the uh, Arkansas CMA Guitar Player of the Year in 2021, but he's also a fantastic singer and songwriter in his own right. And he came to Laura's house one night with the beginnings of this song, and we all chipped in with some lyrics, and we got the harmony going on it, and it really was it came it came together surprisingly fast. That's amazing. That's amazing. Say again, Laura Lynn, you broke up a little bit there. Certainly just fun to write. You know, it was our first co-write, the three of us. And it's one of our, it's one of my most favorite songs to sing and, and play. It's just, it's fun. 
And I picture that no. that bonfire you were talking about too. You probably saw the fire in our video. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It reminded me of that conversation. Um, and the video is fantastic too. I, like I said, I was a teen in the '80s, and I grew up on music videos. And um, oh man, I, I love a music video. But you know, it's interesting. I always ask my musician friends um, who who you know perform and, and do music videos and, and make music and whatnot. I ask them. I say, hey. What do you think about? Where do you fall uh, on the spectrum of music video? You know, do you, do you love doing it? Is it a necessary evil? And that the response surprisingly is about half and fifty fifty. You know, um, how about you two? Because it seems yeah, like you have a good question. time in the video. Yeah, it probably would be fifty fifty. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna be curious to see what Justin says, but. I um, I love doing it. Obviously, I, I just it's just one of my favorite things to do is perform the song live for the camera, and um, I'll let Justin speak to that. Uh, yeah, it just kind of depends on the song too, you know. Because ah. Jamie, some, sometimes you have a song that you love the song, you know, you need to do a video for it, but you have really no idea how you're going to present it. Some some ways are more obvious than others, and uh, so that's the only stress that really comes comes with it for me is when we really don't know what's going to happen or what we're going to do. But sometimes that's that's the joy of it too because you just get out there and spontaneously it just kind of comes together. And Bernie Case loves live performance, so I bet if he was answering this question, he'd say he loves making music videos. <laughs> well, how would you guys? Now you got no was Buddy at this uh, initial uh, songwriting uh, roundtable, or um, did you meet him uh, in some other way? We met him after we cut our first album, so we released our oh, debut okay. album in 2017, and he was in the audience when we uh, did our CD release, and loved what he was hearing, and approached us after that, and joined up. Yeah, our our well, first two albums, Jamie, were were recorded and produced in Locksley, Alabama, uh, by a gentleman named Anthony Crawford. And if you look up Anthony Crawford, uh, he's he's really uh, a historic figure as far as multi instrumentalists in the music business. He was part of Neil Young's International Harvesters when he was in his twenties. He was on the Steve Winwood Roll With It tour. Uh, he toured with Dwight Yoakam in the 90s. He's written so nice. many songs. And he was the guy that recorded and produced our first two albums. And when we got back out of the studio, we had these big albums with, with some of these parts played by Anthony Crawford, who is just so just so monstrous when it comes to to playing music. And we had to find somebody that could join us out there live and really give a good reproduction of these songs that were on these very, uh, very well-received albums. And Buddy was the man because Buddy, like I told you earlier, he was the 2021 Arkansas CMA Guitar Player of the Year. And he's, he's the best guitar player I've been around. And uh, so it, it, it was a very, very fortunate thing that we met him when we did because we needed him. So it's kind of weird how the world works like that sometimes, you know. Um, when, when, and you're open to it, and, and 
things when you do. I always tell people this, and it's hard to put in words. It's hard for me to articulate. But when you're doing the right thing, more right stuff seems to happen. <laughs> or maybe you're just aware of it. I don't know. At least in no, my life. That's that, absolutely you know, true. That's Sweetheart duo could only carry us so far. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, the opposite of that is also true. Um, there, there's many boys in the county lockup tonight reminiscing and figuring that out, let's hope. <laughs> when you're doing the wrong yeah. thing, the world lets you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, it's very true. <laughs> you don't have to be in jail to figure that out, folks. Uh, oh, man. But learn that lesson as quickly as you can. Man, I've known some people that took a long time to figure that out and get on the right path. Um, oh, man, and myself included, I think. Great, uh, great. Well, this is cool. This is cool. So you guys are making music and, uh, you know, making these albums with iconic people and um, just doing it, you know, making it happen. How cool is that? The best job in the world, you know? That's fantastic. Oh, it's been, yeah, wow. it's, it's been so fun for us. And, you know, we are songwriters at heart. Um, and, you know, for some for some songwriters, you know, you you don't know you protect your song so much because they're like your babies. Absolutely. And you have to get you have to get a great song in the hands of people that know what to do with them. I don't care how great a song it is. Um mm-hmm. and I think I think that's the failure. There's 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 an awful lot of great, great songwriters out there with songs we may never hear because right. you've got to learn the process. I mean you've got You've got to find somebody that's going to help you. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us www.jamierox.us Hey rockers, this is Stacy Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In season one, I interview Phil Susan from Ozzy Osbourne's band. Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com 
to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS. That's R-O-X-X for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com. M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell people that all the time, you know. It's, it's, anybody can run. The, you know, talent will get the ball down, get you down the field, you know. And it's, it's, that's great, but it is so much easier if you've got a team around you. <laughs> You know, helping them move that ball down. Um, Absolutely. And and especially in this day and time because, you know, uh, we're not spring chickens ourselves. And technology technology moves so fast. And the way that you get music out there for people to hear it has changed so much. And you've got to have people around you who know how to navigate that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What I would have given in my teens uh, for their, well, number one, to be an internet, and number two, to have a Twitter. Um, and I know everybody's kind of up in arms about Twitter right now. I'm just saying that social media, let me, let me rephrase that. Right, um, yes. Yeah, you know, growing, I grew up in Metro Detroit, and all of my friends were musicians because, you know, they're the cool kids. They're the cool people. Um, and... I have no musical ability whatsoever. I was in a band briefly for about, I don't know, a month and a half just because of my hair. Uh, and I knew a lot of girls that they're like, just stand by the keyboard, Jamie. We'll program. Just look good. Just stand there. And I did that. And then I got bored with it. But the thing is, is, you know, I would go, all of my friends were musicians. So they're like, Hey, come check out our band. And I'm like, well, you know, money's a little tight right now. And I'm like, okay, here's a stack of flyers and a stapler. Hit every telephone pole in town and, um, you know, come to the show and you can run the merch table. How about I ran so many merch tables, you don't even know. Um, (laughs) There's always a merch table. Like I said, I had good hair, you know. (laughs) It got Mm -hmm. me in there. But, uh, no, you know, Marty Stewart was my hero for a while there. Um, Yeah, Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So you, so you are an artist, is that right, Jamie? Yeah, that's how you know that's how I make my living. That's the day job, um, painting people and stuff. You know, and I wanted to ask you because something interesting I have found. I've been doing that for I don't know, twenty twenty five years now, and people when when I put a painting, when I post a painting out on social media or it goes up in a gallery, wherever, however it works, um, people see the end result. 
And they're like, eh, nothing was on TV uh, last week, so Jamie knocked out a painting. That's yeah, true sometimes, you know, but oftentimes, and, and sometimes they come easy. You know, like you guys were talking with the river and me in that night, right, in that song. Um, the, I celebrate that when that happens because it's such a rarity. Nobody ever sees me fighting the painting and wanting to throw it in the street and jump up and down on it. I haven't lost a battle yet with one, but, man, it, it, it sometimes it's a fight, you know. They don't always come easy. With songwriting, is it the same type of deal? Because he, I hear The River and Me, and I'm like, that's a great song. That, that just must have flown from beginning to end, just boom, boom, boom. And it's too good not to have came that way. But I know that's usually, maybe not the case, you know. How is it with songwriting? I mean, do they fight you sometimes? Sure. And you're right. That one did come that way, which is interesting when you have three different writers, because typically we write individually. <laughs> I can't even imagine. You know, but yeah. It was quite night, I guess. It was the magic of it. I was living on a levee on the Arkansas River. I'm sure that added to the ambiance. Buddy was living on a, a, a waterway in Greenbrier, Arkansas, and I don't know. It's like even though maybe we had some different ideas on this verse or that verse, we all came together on that one and just really, yeah, I like that idea. Let, yeah, let's do this here. So that one absolutely flowed, but that's not always the case. I, I write a lot of poetry, and I journal pretty much every day. So I might have an idea that's been laying there for a year, and I grab an old journal, and suddenly there's the melody to go with it. So it's it's a different nice. process each and Justin's process is very different than mine, I think. Yeah, it can be a fight sometimes, you know. It's, 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 you know, there's some people that, some songwriters that make it their goal to say, I'm going to write a song. You know, for me, mm. it come, it's got to be a feeling uh, as opposed to wanting to do it. But some of the things that you run into is, you know, you think you've got these great lyrics that tell a great story, and then you start to put it to some music, and it dawns on you after a while that the music just doesn't go with the lyrics. It just doesn't, mm. you know, it doesn't portray that feel that you want for, 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 for those lyrics. And uh, so it's a labor of love a lot of times. I've noticed that since I've gotten older and I've written songs for a long time that um, – I'm probably a little bit harder on myself than I used to be because when I was young, oh, let's just put some fancy words together. You know, let's just, uh, <laughs> you know, throw them out there. Now, once you have a couple of successful albums, you start to make sure that you pay attention to the song structure and, you know, all the things like that. So You maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I paid that much attention yet. <laughs> so... So it's a continual, it's a continually moving target, and uh, wow. but, you know, it's like the golfers say, you know, you beat the ball around the golf course all day playing horribly, and then you birdie the 18th hole, and it it it, it, it coming <laughs> back, you know. So nice, you know, kind of nice. Well, and it it probably helps, uh, you know, with the name of the gals you're hanging out with, you know, Laura Lynn. Led oh, me absolutely. from a life of sin, you know. Um, that works. My wife, Danielle. My wife, Danielle, is making me feel unwell. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's the best. Oh. Um, but if you're dating Helga, what rhymes with Helga, you know? I don't know. 
I'm teasing, folks. I think there's slightly more to it than that. Um, that's fantastic. That is so cool. Well, you know, Laura Lynn, it's interesting that you journal. I keep, I have a shelf, and people don't, maybe I, I'm giving up too much information. Um, because, you know, I imagine with songwriting, it's the same way in performing and, and whatnot. Um, people tend to not, people not in the creative world, not in that world, uh, from the outside, have these, these preconceptions, you know. Um, and it's, it's interesting because um, in my world, you know, everybody thinks, oh, he's a crazy artist and his studio is just a, a big mess. And I can't personally work that way. My studio looks like a, a surgical room. You know, everything's in its place so I can get to it and I know where it's at. You know, it's not romantic at all. Um, and I keep all these, I have these little, I buy notepads by the, by the case. And if I hear a line in a song or in a movie or something, I'm like, ooh, that would be a good painting title. I write that down. I have books, hundreds of books full of painting titles that I've never painted a painting for yet. And yeah. sometimes I'll do yeah. a painting and I'm like, eh, what do I call this thing? You know, uh, got to put it up, got to put it out on eBay or send it off to the account. What are we going to call it? So I grab one of the books and thumb through them and, oh, that, yep. that works. Um, <laughs> You know, and the reality is, is the audience, um, at least mine, they, they want to, they want the, they, they want the razzmatazz, you know, They're, oh, yes, I was, I had a vision in my brain and I got drunk and woke up in an alley and I saw this image and had to get it on the, you know, now that doesn't, I'm usually in bed by 10 o'clock. Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> my wife looks forward. Wait, I put, I put my dog down at 10 o'clock and then I suddenly I'm like, oh, Dear, you you watch the last of this. I'm gonna. She's like, I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, I'm an old man. For us, for us, it's very difficult to, uh, or we say it's very difficult to be music stars when your bedtime's eight thirty. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I can hear you. I'm telling you. I am telling you, I don't know how it happened. I used to, I spent a couple decades, I used to do, go to a lot of nightclubs. I used to go out and about. I was single, and, um, you know, I was loafing around. I, I was out and about all the time. And I, you know, led a pretty fast life. And I'll tell you, <laughs> the concept of seven hours of sleep to me is like what I used to wait in a parking lot and meet somebody to do a transaction for. I mean, it is... That is, you can't be. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying metaphorically, of course, for any law enforcement listeners. Um, no, uh, no, man, seven hours of sleep? Oh, my gosh. That is, I, you know, and I don't know what it is. It's probably the, it's probably the same way with you guys. When, when, you, when your name's on the door and, uh, you know, you got stuff you got to do. You got to do phone inter- interviews like this. You got to record. You got to journal. You got to, you know, your day just suddenly is filled, and that's every day. <laughs> you know, that isn't a rarity. Um, I don't know. Youngsters always think they want to do what you guys are doing, you know. Go to fancy parties all the time. Hang out with models. Oh, I think there's a lot of work. <laughs> Yeah, I used to be up to greet the dawn because I um, I was very active in the local community theater, did a lot of musicals, I've even directed, Mm. and 
yeah, I used to be up, you know, all night long at those cast parties, but that that was a few years ago. That's been a while. Who oh, was man. Who was that girl? Those theater girls, you gotta, they'll, they'll run you ragged, man. They'll run you ragged. Uh, always so one peppy. And if you read one of our recent our reviews of River and Me, they called us old folks, and we we're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> they said there's something comforting about seeing old folks singing by the river. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my. My twenty five year old heart. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I know, and it's it. That's the weird thing. Yes, my body's decrepit, and, you know, I feel like the tin man every morning when I wake up, you know, looking for the oil can. But the the reality is my mind, I still, you know, like you said, 25, you know, uh, just Absolutely. wrapped in this, this, this old machinery. <laughs> it's kind of rusty. Uh, it's got some holes in it. But, yeah, it is. Me and my wife were coming home from a, an event, some event we were at. I can't remember what. But one of the things. This is so, I can't even believe I'm going to admit this on the air. We're so sad. One of the things we like to do if we're out late, because we have to be, you know, for work or whatever, um, we'll go to our local, um, we don't have a Denny's by us. The Denny's is too far of a drive for us. So we um, we go to the IHOP, the International House of Pancakes, around the block. And um, the later, the better. Uh, and we don't speak. We just sit and eat our uh, pancakes or whatever. And listen to all the conversations at the table around us. And um, <laughs> then we get in the car and completely judge these people. You know, we're like, I can't believe that guy's having an affair. And it's like, yeah, with his brother. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so anyway, we were, we were, there was one night we went in there. And there was some, like, young kind of, I guess they call it goth. I didn't even call it goth when I was a kid. But uh, it was more of a punk thing. But he's, you know, he's got his black, he's got fishnet shirt on you you know he's tough kid and all this and that spiky hair and he looked at me and i could see that old man look you know look at the old man and i'm thinking to myself kid you wouldn't even have an identity if it wasn't for people like me are you kidding me i'm the original (laughs) oh my gosh have some respect that's great that's right didn't have a clue so I ordered my tea and pancakes, and we listened to all the other conversations. Anyhow, anyhow, we're far from it, far afield. So the River and Me, <laughs> one of the great things about the River and Me is it features one of my favorite things in the world is the Arkansas River. Um, iconic, and you live next to it. How cool is that? You know, a lot of history with that river. Yes, and it's there big. Is. It Starts in Colorado, starts up uh, around Pikes Peak somewhere up there. It rolls through Kansas, rolls through Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then and then down to the to, to the Mississippi. But it is a beautiful river. Laura has lived right on it before, and uh, I will say that the flood of 2018 was mm. unbelievable. So it gets out of hand sometimes. But yeah, the whole the whole area is just really really pretty. I needed a boat mm, to get home. In yes, you did. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's, you know, those floods are mean, too, because they do so much damage, um, especially if they get in uh, to your area. That's one of the things, like I said at the beginning of the show, I've been watching the news, man. I've been seeing all this stuff in uh, Northern California. People aren't prepared for that. You 
know, they don't realize. Um, if they did, they'd have live on a houseboat. It goes up. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, it's just it's scary. Well, hopefully, uh, Laura Lynn, you're uh, situated and whatnot. So if worse happens again, uh, you're prepared. The boat's ready. Uh, you got your backpack there uh, full of empty journals. So you can have- journal as you go down the river. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rocking reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.love. S-H-A-C-K-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y dot com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime. And treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. 
There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Gear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. So I saw that you uh, used to live in San Diego, is that right? You had a studio there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I moved out to, uh, after college, I went to school in Boston and um, got my degree and um, got sick of snow. And I said, I've got to move somewhere where there's the exact opposite of where I'm at now. And I looked well, at the map. And, very, yeah, that's one of our very, very favorite places. Laura lived out there for the longest time. Yeah, actually, no? not, I moved to Little Rock from San Diego. I, I lived there for 15 years. Well, graduated from wow. Portland and Nazareth out on the Sunset Cliff. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> There's a big rock that a lot of birds hang out on, and it's got a colorful name. I suggest you Google yes. it. Oh. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I lived out there for about 10 years. And, uh, you know, the weird thing about San Diego is really California in general. I loved it. I had a great time. It was hard not to, you know, the, uh, the economy was fantastic. I was making money. Uh, things were great. Um, but I had this epiphany one day, this, this moment of clarity and I'm like, Holy moly. I have, I, my nut that I have to make every month is this. And I've been doing that for 10 years now. I can. Yeah. And so my plan was, I'm like, I could move to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee and live like a king on half of what I'm spending now. And yes. so that was the plan. And I never made it to Pigeon Forge. I visited a friend here in Florida and, uh, you know, met a girl. <laughs> <laughs> here I am, <laughs> you know, 10 years later. And, uh, yeah, I'm spending about uh, not quite as much, but, but close <laughs> to what I was in San Diego. But I've got yeah. the wife now, so. You know, it works out. It's, it's a better deal. Um, yeah, it's a win-win. But yeah, San Diego's great. It's uh, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things. But I can understand one of the things that San Diego does have history. It's one of the, the uh, you know, all of Southern California has uh, a lot of history. But you kind of have to dig a little bit for it um, in a weird way because it's right there in your face normally. But you uh, you're like, yeah, that mission's been there 300 years. It's amazing. But it doesn't it doesn't hit you like certain places in the south. Um, Little Rock's one of them, you know. Um, I'm telling you, it's that river. It's that river, uh, you know. <laughs> um, well, Arkansas is a very uh, is a very beautiful state. You would know it if you drove from uh, from Memphis to Little Rock because it's all Delta. You know, it's all the Mississippi oh, right. Delta which is flat, but then you get into the Ozark Mountains and the Ouachita Mountains and the rivers run between them, you know, that's that's a pretty part of the world. Absolutely. My wife's bugging me. Every time somebody finds a diamond at the Diamond uh, State Park there, um, yes. 
you know, it's like, well, this is where we're going on our next vacation. I'm like, okay, great. That sounds super. Um, I got a little bit of a break with COVID. <laughs> Can't travel yeah. there, honey. <laughs> I'm going to be walking that, that state park before you know it, though. It's in my future. Um, well, let's play. Let's, folks, we are actually, we do have uh, Justin and Laura Lynn on for a reason. And um, the reason is, is The River and Me. It's a fantastic track. It's out now. And uh, there's a fantastic video to boot. But I want to play this so people know what we're talking about. Um, should we play it and then talk a little bit about more about it? Absolutely. Sure. Here it is, folks. This is Tenpenny Gypsy. And we when we come back, we're gonna I'm gonna find out about that name too because that's uh, that's a very cool name. Uh, this is the River and Me. It's actually going to come out on Spotify uh, this Saturday or all the streaming oh. services this Saturday. Yeah. It's up on our website. The video came out December 30th. So I got you. It's, it's all basically out there right now. Yes. But your listeners nice. are getting a preview. It comes out on all streaming services. <laughs> yes. 
Well, that's fantastic. And don't worry, folks, because I will be reminding you all on all my social media this Saturday when it does drop. I want everybody to pick up a copy of this and uh, pick up oh, a copy, you know. Yeah, right. absolutely. And we have links up, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, tenpennygypsy.com is the main website. We also have their Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And they're super smart. Oh, I, I just love you guys so so much because it's all their social media is at Ten Penny Gypsy. You have no idea how many bands I have on, and it's all different. And it's weird. You know what I mean? It's like um, at Blue Tree. I'm like, what the heck's a blue? Well, we thought about putting that on our first album, this song called Blue, but we didn't, so it means nothing now, you know. No, you guys are brilliant. Um, brilliant. And I got to tell you, as a painter, I love your logo. I don't know who came up with it, but Yay! whoever did, get him a cup of coffee. That's a good logo. Yes. Well, we, we spoke we spoke earlier about the great Anthony Crawford, who was mm. our producer. But his wife Savannah, his beautiful wife Savannah, she was she lent her, lent her expertise into the marketing end of it. Yeah, and I mm. swear she just how she looked into our souls and captured our favorite colors because she just she nailed it. You know, I, I'm a very a playful personality and and playful performer playful writer and that really came out in the colors of the logo that she created for us well it's happy it's a happy logo it's fun i i really like it um so many bands and i'm talking to all of you out there who think that and i don't know what it is i think it's it's these metal bands especially they make these, they're like, well, we have to have a logo with a dragon and a knight, and there has to be a mountain and a tree and a, 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 an eagle. And this. I'm like, no, it doesn't, because when you reduce it down, it's just a blob. It's a dot. Um, and plus, it looks terrible on a shirt. If you go to tenpenny.com, folks, and you click on store, you can see how nice this logo looks on both a white shirt and a dark black shirt. It is fantastic. And it looks great on one of my favorite things, a coolie. I love coolies. Um, yeah, they're, most people drink beer in them. In our house, we, we're the weirdos on the block that have the mid-century modern house. So we have these, uh, I don't know, there's these, you, you guys might have be familiar with these. Your grandparents might have had them, these, these aluminum like cups that people used to have. They're like brushed aluminum, um, and they're great. They look great, but they freeze your hand off if you put anything with ice in it. Yeah. And the coolie solves that problem. <laughs> Brilliant. Yep. Brilliant. Well, and ours goes well on a bottle of water too. Doesn't have to be yeah. beer. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The baby face cool. for giving a shout out to our merchandise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a nice coolie too, with that little stitching up the back, and the colors match. Oh man. It fits much better on a beer than it does a bottle of water. Don't let her fool you. <laughs> I hear you, Justin. I hear you. Oh, man. And right under there, oh, this is just one of your, this is a great uh, press photo. Justin, I like that hat. I like that hat band on this hat. That's a good hat. Uh, yours is nice, too, Laura Lynn. But, oh, thanks. You know, I'd get looks <laughs> if I wore one like yours. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, Probably. 
Oh man, if I wore Justin's though, people think I was Billy Jack, and you know, they wouldn't mess with me. Anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, this is a good website. I like this website because it's easy for an old man like me to navigate. You know, it's not confusing at all. Uh, this is great. Yeah, you guys got some great press photos. Look at all these. Very, very cool. Now, hey, I wanted to ask, um, while because I'm, I'm sorry, folks, it's, it's such a great interview. I'm sitting here scrolling through their website. Um, <laughs> but one of the great things that I love in your video and in this press pick, this is a great press pick, is that old-timey radio. Was that just a prop from somewhere, or do you, does that live at somebody's house? It lives at somebody's house. I'll have Justin tell you why we used it. But yeah, I had a, I had a friend uh, who. Anyway, I just called out to friends and said, "Hey, we need an old time radio for this music video." And uh, my dear friend Dana Reed Landers, who's in the video herself, showed up with this. And it really worked Dana out. Dana gets a cup of coffee. Yeah, Man, absolutely. We, um, you know, you asked earlier about, do you enjoy making videos or? You know, some people don't, and and uh, we really didn't know. I can tell you the whole story on this. This song, Jamie, is is an outtake from our Fugitive Heart sessions that okay that we did in the past. It's the only live recording, right? Yeah, and it just didn't go. We recorded this track differently than any of the any of the other songs that we did. So. The final product did not sound like the other songs, okay? So mm, we left. Mm-hmm. And, but this song quickly became one of the our most popular songs as far as our live shows. People always wanted to hear this song. And so we, we knew that we had a recording of it, but we knew that it sounded more old-timey than anything else that we've ever done. So we went into this video project trying to find a way to make it old-timey because the track sounded ah. old-timey. And what a great way to do it than with the 40s-era stand-up radio and having a phonograph needle scratch over the track as well. And so it just turned out great. Oh, yeah. Well, in the video, too, you've got the... the, the I don't know what the technical term is, but some of my filmmaking friends, I'm sure, will email me. Um, but you dirtied up the video on it. Uh, and I don't mean it like in a weird Prince way, folks. I mean, there's lines and scratches and stuff in it. Makes it look cool. Um, yeah, it's, just it's like you, a real-to-real flicker type thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, you were mentioning one of the pitfalls of music videos, I imagine when she showed up with this radio and uh, on the back of the truck <laughs> said, okay, Justin, buddy, here you go. Get this down. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Because this thing probably weighs, I don't know, a lot. <laughs> I would think. Well, um, that's a big radio. It Shockingly, it did Say not that? weigh much. I mean, we were really? really shocked. Yeah. We, we, I would we be. got it down. Very easily, absolutely. Uh, I'm telling you, if I had to move that, I'd be asking my wife for one of her girdles because I didn't want the hernia. Oh my gosh, that thing is is bad. You know, it's big. It's big. Um, that's almost as big if as Laura Lynn. Yeah. And if I may say, Jamie, 
you know, it's one of my favorite songs we've done because I don't, I don't know. There's just something about the magic of a live take, you know, mm. that Sonic, like Justin was saying, sonically, it may not sound like the rest of the album, the Fugit Part album. That's why we didn't put it on there. But there's just, I don't know. There's something more joyful and a little bit more magical for me in, in a live, a live recording like that with all of us just gathered together around one microphone just sweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Fugitive Heart's a great album. I, um, Folks, uh, you know, if you get a chance, pick that up and definitely check out my favorite track on it. Well, there's a lot. I, I shouldn't say that, but Highway 65 is pretty cool. Um, just saying. But everybody's different. Everybody likes different things. Um, but, yeah, that's a, that's a great track. This whole album's really good. Um, now, the, the new album, right, is um, Fugitive Hearts, the second album. Do you, you, as I understand, have another album dropping soon that the, uh, Ten Penny Je- or um, I'm sorry, um, uh, River and Me is going to be on, or are you just releasing that as a single at this point? At this point, we're just releasing it as a single. We do have plans very soon to go back to uh, Loxley, Alabama, and to Anthony Crawford and to begin work on another album. Uh, Not sure if this one is going to be on it or if it's just going to be a one-off single. We're not sure about that yet. Uh, I think think we need to tell you that that since the recording of this, our friend and guitarist, Mr. Buddy Case, has been having some very, very bad health issues. Mm. And... uh, so we always wish him the best, and uh, we know he's going to come back. We just don't know when exactly. And um, and he 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 tell you himself. I mean, two months after he was named Guitar Player of the Year, he had a stroke, and oh. so he's been making his. He had open heart surgery last year, and uh, he had some oh other health gosh. issues surgery this last week. Um, and so yeah, he's been fighting really hard. But we got him down well, to the river, by gosh. Yeah, we we got him down to the river. That's right. And, and when he stuck that pipe in his mouth, that just, that I mean, that's as, that's as good a prop as the old-timey <laughs> radio. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, buddy, get on the men soon, man. Get on the men soon. Listen to whatever gal you got in your life and eat those green vegetables, man. You got to do it now. You got to do it, you know. Um, they're smart. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, those. As as you get older, any of the young people listening on uh, out there, um, you know, everybody's like, yeah, you know, I'll just grab some fast food or something, and it, it tastes great. When you get older, your health becomes the primary thing because it sucks when things aren't working mm-hmm. right. So absolutely, it's planned ahead a little bit. Oh, it does. It does. And the thing is, is it's like if you have ever owned an old car, uh, guys, you know, once one thing starts, it's weird how it goes. It's like then other stuff happens. Um, but you can turn it around. You can turn it around. And I, I think I hope, uh, you know, we're praying for Buddy that, that uh, it gets turned around in his case as well. Oh, man, that's uh and Buddy would call well, in tonight if he does get a chance to listen. I'm sure he'd agree with everything you're saying. I know to him it feels oh. like it's just a 
thing after the other, but he is a fighter. And uh, he's he's brilliant, like Justin said, as well as being just a, a fiend on the guitar in his lifetime. He's one of my favorite vocalists, male vocalists, and a great songwriter. And we've just been so blessed to have him add his genius to our music over the years. Well, and you know, now they co-write together. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we'll have him. He'll be feeling better. And uh, you know, he just had surgery. Jeez. Um, you know, he'll be feeling better and whatnot, and we'll have you guys on again, you know, with, uh, with stories to tell. He'll tell all kinds of crazy stories, you know. Anybody who's been in the oh, hospital always oh, has, has all it. kinds of crazy stories. <laughs> you know? Yes. He's got cool stories before he went in the hospital. That's the thing, you know. Oh, you know it. Oh, oh I'm telling you. I <laughs> can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you don't smoke a pipe like that if you don't have cool stories. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, you know. Um, oh, man. Very, very cool. Well, my little light's blinking, guys, and, uh, man, this has been fun. It went by quick. It went by quick. I can't believe an hour's already been up. Amazing. Amazing. A lot of fun, Jamie. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, any, it, Jamie. Anytime, and I can't wait to hear more. So, you know, um, Get to work, make some more hit songs uh, because you know you're you're real real good at doing that. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. Um, don't well, I appreciate, that. I appreciate that, and and good luck with your business as well. And uh, thank you so much for having us. Absolutely, anytime, anytime. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight, folks. Um, this episode, of course, we convert to a podcast. We put it out on all the social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. We finally broke 700. I cannot believe that there's 700 different podcasting platforms. Um, but, yeah, so thank you for that, uh, listeners out there. Um, but we're on whatever. You know, you can hear us on uh, Spotify, Pandora. All, like I said, there's 700 of them. Uh, but we're on all the big ones and stuff, too. Uh, but thanks so much, and um, we will be back next time. I don't know if we're going to do any more shows this week. We were supposed to do one, and uh, the band we had uh, scheduled. It's a weird time of the year, just getting over the holidays and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, uh, our guy broke his – or I don't know. We don't know if it's broke. We think it might be sprained his ankle. So, you know, that's important when doing a uh, phone interview. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We hope he's better <laughs> and he knows who it is. Um, but that's okay because it just means yeah all of my uh, painting collectors are like oh we're finally going to get our paintings Jamie's going to get them done uh, no not that bad but yeah I'll be painting some new stuff uh, but we'll be back next week and uh, we will see you then uh, we might be back this week you never know if I've shamed him properly enough um, yeah we'll be back we'll see no, I'm, I'm kidding we'll be kidding. back that's right. Three more times this week will be 10 pity. Hey, before, no, no, no. We can't end it yet because my last question, the name, 10 Penny Gypsy. I love it. How did that happen? Well, we, um, you know, Justin can tell part of it because, you know, as songwriters, you know, this idea of alliteration, but the meaning of it for both of us, you know, besides the fact that we really are gypsies at, gypsies at heart, we love to travel. We travel real well together. We'd spend our lives on the road if we could really, really make a living in it just yet. 
But um, we, we believe we still live in a world where we can count on the kindness, compassion, and charity of even relative strangers. So I know not everybody feels that way, but we do. And so if we are ever down to our last 10 pennies, which we hope we never are, we believe we can count on humanity. Yeah, and that's, and that's, what, we found. that's what we found when we were out there was that, that, that somebody would always take care of these, of these, of these gypsies. So that's kind of where it came from is, you know, uh, 10 penny gypsy. If we were down, like Laura said, to our last 10 pennies, we know somebody would take care of these gypsies. No, that's fantastic. I think you're right. People hearts in their homes to us. <laughs> wow, that's, that's very, very cool. And for those uh, in the greater Little Rock era, area before um, – not era, area – um, you know, before we go, I want to mention Conway, too. Um, coming up February 5th, you guys are playing, right? In Rowling, yes. Arkansas. Yeah, How we'll be playing at the Riverbox Winery from 3 to 5, I believe, on a Sunday. It's a great venue, even though it's outdoors. You know, like a lot of a lot of venues, they put up those sidings and bring out the heaters, and you actually, it feels like summertime, and you start taking your clothes off. <laughs> Not just the wine or the music. <laughs> well, it is a winery after all. Um, you know. That's right. <laughs> Laura Lynn's going to be in her bare feet, and uh, just enough far behind uh, with those big, you know, those big heaters are great. Um, I remember my before, father. Say again? Before we, um, as songwriters, we do everything we can and have since April of 2017 to also showcase um, local artists. And we have oh. a songwriter show, yeah, and a podcast that's up for nice. Arkansas Country you know, where it's eligible this year. And, and so we'll be featuring Anna Brinker, who's just an amazing, she's a rock star in, the, in, in uh, I'd say, Arkansas Country Music and hopefully worldwide. And she'll be our feature this month, and that'll air. Nice. On um, Thursday, the 19th of February, excuse me, January. Yeah, we've been very fortunate to uh, have been nominated by the Arkansas Country Music, by the Arkansas CMA seven times. And like Laura said, we just wow. found out that that our Sounds of Unity podcast, or this showcase that she just talked to you about, is eligible mm-hmm. for publication blog podcast of the year this year for the Arkansas CMA. So we're excited oh. about that. How cool is that? Wow. Now, that's a feather and a fancy hat, man. That is great. That is great. I'm going to, um, when the show's over here, uh, Laura, Lynn, and Justin, I'm going to reach out to you guys, and we're going to get the, because uh, I don't have the address for the podcast, so people can hear it and whatnot, and we'll, I'll blast that out everywhere, too. And, uh, sure. yeah, that is fantastic, you know. Um, people love that kind of stuff. They, they love getting exposed to new good music. You know, people ask me all the time, they say, Jamie, what kind of music do you listen to? I'm like, I like good music. Good music. I don't care about genres. I like good music. She's amazing. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. Damn, that's cool. That is very cool. Um, Yeah, we'll definitely, uh, you know, send as many folks as we can over there to to listen and whatnot. Very, very cool. Man, this thing is so happy. Here's more 1010 Gypsy as well. Nice. Nice. And that's what I want. That's what I want. Very, very cool. Well, there you go, folks. There you go. 
Um, like I said, I'll be posting uh, the links to that and everything as soon as I have them. And uh, matter of fact, we'll, we'll put them up on the show here as well, um, so people feel it's on there and everything. So very cool. I'll be messaging you right after the show. <laughs> very, very cool. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. Um, man, this has been fun. What a fun night. I, this is why I do the podcast, because it's fun. Very cool. We'll see you guys and all you listeners next time. Have a good one. And uh, remember, the world's still a little, uh, you know, weird sometimes. Just be patient. Be patient with people and treat people how you would like to be treated, you know. Be nice to people. How about that? Be kind. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know where we lost that, uh, (laughs) that way, but yes, absolutely. Oh, man. Very, very cool. Okay, folks, well, that's going to wrap it up, and we will see you next time. Have a good one. Bye now. Carolyn said, be be kind. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.